0: Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. There's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of those pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. It is a joy to be back and recording. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I pray that it blesses you in ways that you can't even imagine right now before we start this episode. So I have such an amazing guest with me. Her podcast changed how I think about a lot of things. And I can tell the Holy Spirit's just moving through her. So Ashlyn, why don't you introduce yourself, what you do, family, and one fun fact. Yes. Hi, everyone, and
1: thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. It's it's an honor and a pleasure, and I'm so thankful to hear that um, Spice Life podcast is blessing you. That is just an honor. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, uh, I am Ashlyn R. Watkins, and I am a podcast host of Spiced wife podcast as well as a business owner and a coach and um, most importantly my first ministry I am a wife and a mother of three children Um, a fun fact about me let's see um, I I used I oh you know what I was on family feud that's a random fun (laughs) (laughs) one (laughs) Well, I did not see that one coming. (laughs) That's a random fun fact. I guess that's just
0: (laughs) totally random. But how long ago was that? So we recorded
1: in 2014, but they didn't release it until um, I want to say almost 2016, I believe. And it still comes on today. So that's why I mention it because I get I get people who will message and say, hey, your episode, your guys' episode is on. And so it just seems to just keep playing. So I said, well uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that was like a bucket list type thing. And it was a lot of fun. And we went out and recorded with um Steve Harvey. And it was just really, really fun. It was a great experience. And so we did not win. That's one a question I get all the
0: time. Did you guys win? <laughs> we did not. (laughs) but it was a fun experience for sure wow I that tops all the fun facts I've heard so far (laughs) that's that's incredible I'm sure that everyone who sees a rerun of that just enjoys it to the fullest (laughs) (laughs) yes I put like a little clip
1: on it on, on my uh, my personal Instagram page like if you scroll all the way to the bottom I believe it's still there I don't think I took it down but it's like a little clip of of what we what was released and so it, it's, it shows some funny parts in there but yeah
0: that was a fun a fun thing <laughs> wow okay well if that's your first little story I can't wait to hear the next one <laughs> but Ashlyn what has the Lord set you free from
1: that is a great question and I would have to say you know I'm still growing. Um it's so true that God wants to take us from glory to glory because I am definitely learning how our life can be like an onion and how there are so many things that once you cross over into another season of your life it's like oh shoot there's another layer and yet something else that God is delivering me from. So if I were to pinpoint like the top two things that are major deliverances in my life, I would have to say a deliverance of sexual immorality and the deliverance of religion, actually. Um, And when I say religion, I mean the performance based um, lifestyle, the performance based walk with God, where it's kind of just performance-based, you wear a mask, you're not really living a true relationship with God. It's about rules and and just not really having that oneness with God. That actually was major deliverance for me. And that is how God led me into doing and starting Spiced Wife. Because in my younger life, I definitely was hiding in a life of sexual immorality I was hiding I was leading praise and worship I was the teacher of a teen class in church I grew up um, in church as a pastor's kid and so I was doing all of the right things but in private I was just really living a very just immoral life as far as just sexual addiction and fornication and then um, once I got married and I was like you know I got to know God for myself. I know that's not proper English, but that's how I was thinking at the time. (laughs) I was like, I just, I got it. I got to know the Lord. I have to know him for myself. Um, I experienced a lot of church hurt and a lot of things that started to stir in my spirit that just didn't seem right. And so one day I just picked up the Bible and I said I'm reading this whole thing for myself and I met Jesus for the first time. Uh growing up in church it's like you meet church first and you meet Jesus second. And so for me, I was like it's time for me to meet Jesus. I I know enough about church. I know enough about the rules and the and you know the, all of the the docu- the um denominations and all of that. And I needed to meet Jesus and when I did that totally just radically changed my heart, radically changed my mind, set me free. And when I got married, this was already when I got married, but as I got married, my first year of marriage, I realized that I have been having sex in the dark and immorally. And now that I've I'm really safe, safe for real is what I call it. (laughs) Now (laughs) Um, Now that I'm really living for Christ, how do I get these thoughts out of my mind? How do I learn to do it the right way without becoming stiff and like legalistic and boring? And what, what is, what is okay for me to do? What is not okay for me to do? And there was nobody that I could ask these questions to, because again, it's such a taboo subject about sex. And so. That led my heart into being stirred into, I I know that there's other women out there who want to know and have questions about the bedroom, but there's nobody to ask who will be completely honest and just raw and straight to the point to the truth, but keeping Christ in the middle of it. And so that's what stirred me into it. Um, and how it became Spice Wife was I was at a bachelorette party and I was sitting there watching the wife open up all of her lingerie and she was so excited. And I sat there and I was like, you know what? This is something that needs to be done even after you're married. Like this needs to be, there needs to be a boost for us. And so long story short, I went home and God just began to download all of the these ideas. And I I drew out the logo and got all of this stuff and started reading the Bible about sex and everything. And then it just all came to pass. I mean, it's, it's such a long story. I don't want to take it up, but it just all, it, it all came to pass that way. That's how it all came about.
0: Yeah. Wow. I I love hearing the stories of what God has set people free from because he redeems so much of it in the midst of it. He's our redeemer. So at one time in your life, you were sexually immoral mm-hmm. in different ways and then now God has redeemed your story that you can minister into people's sex lives and their sexual struggles because God is a good a good God who redeems things.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. It's so true. It's so true. I one thing that I like to say often is, you know, when I was living in the life of hell on earth, like when God pulled me out of that it's not for me to be selfish. It's not for me to keep this to myself. I got to go back and pull others out. I got to go back and say, "Hey, you don't got to live like this. It doesn't have to be this way. I was pulled out to come back and pull you out through the through the blood of Jesus Christ." Because you're right. He is a redeemer. And what what the devil meant for evil, God will use that and turn it around for our good. So you're right. Now, the enemy wanted me to be drowning in sexual immorality. But God said, no, now she's going to use that to go reach those who are in that steel, And that is a redemptive story. Absolutely. That now for my glory, these women and these bedrooms are going to be set free <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Even single women as well, too. I, I speak to single women as well. Um, my book is actually called Sex Before Marriage, A Church Girl's Truth. And so even though my ministry is for wives, my heart origin, my heart is always like, but I, I remember being that single girl. And I got to just tell the truth that I wish I had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're completely right. Sex is such a taboo topic in the church. And so, I don't know if this would be in the same category, but if you want to go by topics, I think sex would be one of the most taboo topics in the church. And then masturbation would be another one of them. Yeah. So, why do you think there's such a lack of conversation about it?
1: I actually honestly believe that um, there has been like a spirit of timidity and fear that has fallen on so many believers and so many ministries and so many churches. And because of that, anything that is controversial, anything that is uncomfortable becomes this no zone. And they have so much discomfort in talking about masturbation. It's just so awkward. But to let that rule you and to not speak on it means that you have fallen subject to that spirit of fear and timidity and you're you're fearful of the world. What is the world going to say? What are people going to say? A lot of times people are like, oh, well, I don't want my ministry to look bad. And we forget that this is not about us. It's not yeah. our ministry. It's not our church it's not it's the lords and if there is a topic that is keeping people from god we have to develop the boldness god told um Joshua be bold and courageous be bold and courageous that is what we are supposed to be doing we're supposed to be bold and courageous and so with these types of topics any type of discomfort i believe they just shy away from from because of those reasons you know they're worried about their image they're worried about Um, What people might think. Or also, I also believe that because sex has become so perverted in the world, that Mm -hmm. it's like believers feel that, oh, well, you know, they've taken it and run with it. That's the end of that. No, no we can take it back. Sex belongs to us first. You know, sex belongs to God's people. It belongs to God. Just because Satan took it and tried to distort it doesn't mean that we just leave it as a lost cause. Absolutely not. We cannot fear the perversion that has entered the world. We have to come and stand against it, shine the light on it so that people will stop drowning in these hidden areas.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I Okay. And I just want to say this as a disclaimer for all the rest of the questions that I'm going to ask you. I know that some of those questions are going to be posed like they are yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. But I know that these questions, they'll need so much more than just a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. And some of, some of them will be, well, sometimes or a gray area. So you can feel free to expound on these questions as much as you want. It's definitely not as simple as yes or no. Absolutely. Thank you. That's true. So true. (laughs) So first question is masturbation a sin for single people? So
1: yeah, let's go ahead and expound. (laughs) Let's Let's go ahead and let's dive into that and let's unpack that for sure. Because first of all, the thing that I think of, like when you say, is it a sin? When, when anyone asks themselves that question, whether it's about masturbation or anything else we have to really know, okay. Well, what is sin? You know, what 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 is sin, and am am I am I easily prone to sin? I think that that's a really good question for every person to ask. Like, am I prone to sin? And the reason why I ask that is because First John three six says that whoever abides in Christ does not sin, and that's what the Word says. And I'm like, okay, so. If I abide in Christ, I will not sin. So if you start from there, you have to ask yourself the question, am I abiding in Christ? Am I walking with Christ? Am I living in Christ? Is he my everything? Do I live, breathe, and, and constantly submit myself and crucify my flesh? Am I abiding in Christ? Because if you are abiding in Christ, then you won't be fearful of falling prone into these types of, if any type Type of sin, because it just won't be in you to have that type of a desire. And so then when I read 1 John 3 and 4, it says sin is lawlessness. That's the definition. Sin is lawlessness. And so lawlessness for us is pretty much any behavior that goes against God's law. So whether we're talking about sex or anything, It's key one to know what type of relationship you have with Jesus Christ, because that's always going to be the best individual answer about any type of sin question. And then it's like, okay, am I walking with God? If I am, then I'm not going to be a lawless person. Therefore, I'm going to start thinking deeper about the concept of masturbation because I am not prone to falling into sin so then that takes you to the next question where it's like well okay i got that down i got the sin part down but what about masturbation is masturbation a sin well what is masturbation you got to start asking yourself these questions while you're walking out a life with christ so then you understand sin then you take the topic of what you're concerned about to the lord and you're like okay what is masturbation when we look up masturbation The literal definition is the stimulation of genitals with the hand for sexual pleasure. So then I'm like, okay, Jesus, well, what does the word say about sexual pleasure since that's what masturbation is? Well, the Bible tells us clearly that sexual pleasure is only for marriage. And you can read about that in uh, 1 Corinthians 7. Where it's telling us that any type of sexual pleasure should be done within the covenant of marriage it tells us clearly that, okay, if you have these sexual desires, then you should go get a husband. You should go get a wife. Now that doesn't mean that you get anybody, <laughs> you, <definitely, laughs> you know, you you definitely want to make sure that they are submitted to Jesus Christ and they will be a mate that you are equally yoked with um, as believers. But that is what sexual pleasure, that's where it's permitted in marriage and outside of marriage. It's considered fornication. And so fornication we know is the works of the flesh and it's having sex and sexual pleasure outside of marriage. And Galatians 5.19 tells us that anyone who is practicing such works will not inherit the kingdom of God. So based on all of that, like if I just sum all of that, up, based on all of that, I'm asking myself, am I living lawlessly? Masturbation is, I always like to say, think of the word itself, masturbation. Nobody is my master, but Jesus Christ. I should not be mastering myself. My, my sexual desire should not be mastering me. If I'm letting anything master me, I am living outside of God's law, which says I am the only God. That's the first, that's the first, um, Uh, commandment, like have no other God before me. I am the only God. So if anything else is mastering me, I've let that become my God. I'm now living in lawlessness outside of God's law. I'm now sinning. And then it's like, okay, am I doing this outside of marriage? Well, the word just told me sexual pleasure is only for marriage. So in all of that, I would say my calculation would be, yes, outside of marriage, sexual pleasure of any kind, including masturbation, is sinful.
0: Mm-hmm. I love how your answers are like rooted in the word of God. You're not just trying to say, well, in my experience or, you know, well, this is what my pastor said, but you're looking in the word for yourself. So I think that yeah, even as any listener listening to this is hearing that, well, like, okay, well, is it really sinful? We just encourage you listeners to also go to the word of God and study it for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Mm -hmm. And even though Ashlyn, her answers are firmly rooted in the word of God, please go ahead and also study it and get for yourself as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So a common argument to this is that people say, well, you know, the word masturbation, it's not referenced in the Bible. Paul's never specifically talking about it. Jesus never specifically mentions masturbation. So Mm -hmm. some people say like, well, if I'm able to masturbate without lusting, without having sexual fantasies in my imagination or without using pornography, is that still sinful? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, and it's true. There are a lot of subjects that are not mentioned in the Bible at all. Um, oral sex. That's not in the Bible. Sex toys. That's not in the Bible. Lingerie. That's not in the Bible. There's so many things that are not in the Bible, which is why the word says that if you lack wisdom, ask me, the Lord says, asks me, and I will give it to you freely, freely. I'll give it to you without, um, without punishing you, like without you getting in trouble for asking, you know, like I will freely give you wisdom. And so when you ask God for that wisdom and you approach the Bible with a humble spirit, and when I say humble spirit, I mean, like realizing that, you know, nothing. None of us. I don't care how many degrees we have. I don't care how much experience we have. Outside of the knowledge of God, without outside of his grace, outside of his mercy, we know nothing. And so when you approach the Bible that way and say, God, I'm a child. I, I need you to tell me, show me. I need you to take away my wants. I want to masturbate. But you know what? I'm going to crucify that so that I can read it in the word if the if if God is telling me that it's okay then I'll feel that as I'm studying the word of God if he says it's not okay I will not feel like it's okay as I'm studying the word of God and so you have to really really just like you said have a heart to want to study the word a lot of people are you know very um lazy and complacent and I, I've heard a lot of people say well the Bible is just too big and the thing is if you just open it You'll read one thing and then you, again, if your heart is crucified before God and you're hungry, the Bible will read you. It will read you as you're reading it. And it will be so, you won't leave without a new knowledge and you won't leave without new understanding. And you'll be able to understand these topics that are not mentioned in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to someone saying, well, you know, I'm able to masturbate without lust, I mean I first of all I never argue with people's hearts like I'm not in your heart <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not in your heart I I that would be me placing myself in in God's shoes and I'm the only God knows God says that people judge by the outside but that he alone judges by the heart so that I, I often say, look, that's between you and God. I am not called to control anybody. I'm called to warn you and teach you about the word of God. But you're an adult, you're you're capable of making your decisions, but I will in love really lead you to the word of God to really See how you can check your heart because the word again tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things. We cannot trust it. We have to take it to the Lord. So if somebody says, well, I can masturbate without lusting again, I would ask them, well, are you married? Are you single? And again, being engaged people will say well i'm engaged to be married that's still single because if you were filing your taxes there's not an engaged bubble it's either married, <laughs> <laughs> it's either married or single And so you're single you know and so you cannot um act in married ways if you're single and i would again point it back to the definition uh, the definition like you said, masturbation is not in the Bible. So then what do you have to do? You have to break it down. You have to break it down. What does masturbation mean? And when you find out that it means sexual pleasure, well, that's all in the Bible. The Bible does talk about sex and it talks about sexual immorality and talks about all of that. So you would have to break it down. So again, I would ask that person, do you know what lust is? Do you know what it's coming from? Do you do you understand um, the why? That's one thing that I always ask, you know, because again, <laughs> I am not going to argue with anybody's heart. I'm going to point them to the word and and I can show them that it doesn't align with the word, but I'm going to ask the very important question of why. Why do you want to masturbate? Why are you doing it? What is that root in you that's causing you to want to fulfill this very strong sexual desire? So that that's how I would really answer that question. It, you, you have to ask the person a why, you know, what, why, why do you want to less? Why do you want to? And and do you understand the definitions? And then based on the definitions, okay, now let's see what the word of God says about that to be able to answer that question.
0: Yeah, it's so essential that we ask why, because most of the time, sometimes it's like, well, because I had a hard day or because Mm -hmm. I feel lonely. And the thing is anything that we try to heal ourselves with, it's, it's not going to work. The Mm -hmm. only one who can help you like truly deeply help your soul on a hard day or in your loneliness is the Lord. And he provides, you know, the community around you that he'll minister to you through, but most of the time it's some sort of human symptom of existing that yeah. is not going to be healed or fixed by masturbation in the first place. That's
1: right. That's so true. What hole are you trying to fill with that? Because you you are absolutely right, especially, you know, not being married, um, having that sexual desire, knowing that the word says, you know, if you can't contain that lust, then you need to be married. So in knowing that you're right, what am I trying to fulfill by doing something that is only for married people? Now, we'll, now we'll talk about, we can, we can talk about married people because that becomes different, but you're absolutely right. What are you trying to fill? Is there a void? Is there anything? Is flesh mastering you at all? And we have to be very careful trying to uh, rationalize our flesh. We can't, we, can't, we can't compromise
0: with our flesh. We have to crucify it. So let's jump into married people category. (laughs) Is masturbation a sin as a married person? And this is going to be maybe a complicated answer. So in what cases is it okay? What cases is it not okay?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It all, again, stems down to the why. So now sex, sexual pleasure is permitted in marriage sexual pleasure with the hand and your spouse is permitted in marriage. But again, it's all come it all comes down to the how and the why and the what? Um, so the why. For instance, there are some couples where maybe their spouse is deployed. And so they're not able to have physical sex with one another and fulfill that urge that they have. And so some spouses might do like video calling with one another and they're able to like virtually be sexual and sexually pleasuring themselves with their spouse in that moment. For them, that is permissible in their marriage. It's not immoral. They are right there with one another. They're using the technology and they are being, for a lack of better words, just keeping it practical, turned on. They're being turned on sexually by one another who they are permitted to be sexual with. Uh, the word says in 1 Corinthians 7 that the husband is to fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife is to fulfill her husband's sexual needs. And so there is more permission within marriage of what you can do sexually. That doesn't mean that everything goes because there still are some immoral sexual acts that even in marriage should not be done. Um, You know, like, for instance, you can't bring in a third party into your marriage or you can't, you know, we can't do things like that. You can't um, do anything that is uh, contrary to loving God uh, in your marriage bed. So that's one example. Another example is when you think about like masturbation and the stimulation of the hand for sexual pleasure, there are some couples where... And, and I hope we know that this is a, a very adult episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will be rating this explicit. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> it's holy, but it's very, very real and raw. <laughs> you know, there. I mean, the world is teaching it and they have no shame. So I'm not gonna, you know, like try to uh, be timid with it. I absolutely wanna address it head on. But there are marriages where the husband and wife are pleasing one another in actual, you know, regular sex where it's the the husband penetrating the wife, but the wife will try to reach orgasm and maybe she can't because of um just it she can't reach that goal in regular vaginal penetration. And so what is permissible for her is to be able to maybe rub on, you know, like her clitoris and while her husband is there. And so that in itself is stimulating sexual pleasure with the hand, which would be considered masturbation, even though her husband is there. However, that is permissible in that marriage and in that moment. And so I would also ask the question of why in the sense of if you feel like your spouse is not fulfilling your sexual needs and then you're taking masturbation As a way of replacing your spouse, that is crossing over into dangerous territories because that's not what marriage is about. You're supposed to be fruitful with one another in the bedroom. And it's a blessing to be able to talk to one another and get help to where you guys can pleasure one another without excluding the other or omitting the other person. You have to be careful. It all all comes down to your why. Um, And You also have to have permission from your spouse as well. Uh, The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, again, that the husband has authority over his wife's body. The wife has authority over her husband's body. So you would need to ask your spouse for permission. Like, say the spouse is away at work on a business trip and you just have a strong sexual urge now we as believers should also make sure that we are exercising the fruit of the spirit. One of the fruit of the spirit. Uh, We know that it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self-control is a major fruit of the spirit that, we should absolutely be watering we got to be we got to be cultivating the soil of the tree that is producing these fruits and so there are going to be times where look you're going to have to exercise self control if it's leading you into immoral thoughts if it's leading you into immoral Uh, behaviors, you're going to have to really exercise that self-control. But if if it's not leading you in those ways and you really just have a a strong, good, just sexual desire, you can ask your spouse, am I okay to relieve this myself in thinking about you and having a picture about you? You can't think about other people or things like that. So when it comes to marriage, it's definitely not just this yes or no, black and white. And I've heard many pastors say automatically, well, masturbation is lust and it's wrong. And it, even for marriage, it's wrong. But you got to ask questions. It, it's, you, can't, you can't base teaching people based off of what you have permitted into your marriage. And there are so many, um, even ministers who actually are suffering in their own personal sexual life with their spouse. They're yeah. suffering in that way. Because they put on this mask, they put on, you know, this, oh, I, I'm, I'm so um, above and, and and dignified and, oh, masturbation is so wrong and beneath me. Wait a minute, but you're silently suffering in your bedroom as well. And you're silently, secretly doing these things as well. And it's like, instead of just having the conversation and addressing that uncomfortable thing, we can get to the root of some issues. And then you'll be able to maybe help somebody into deliverance where they realize the truth about masturbation. They realize, wait a minute, the real issue here is not that I want to masturbate. The real issue is that I have a problem with soul ties that I need to get off of me, that I, I have I have some residue of fornication of my past that is still overtaking me. And I really need to repent and, and refresh my soul and mind from these things. And it helps with their marriage. So, we have to be able and be comfortable to ask these why questions and to not assume that it's just a one size fit all that oh well this is what i do in my marriage so you should be doing it in yours. That's not how it goes. Jesus knows us individually and we have to go to him individually for these types of issues.
0: Right. No, that's a really good answer and i mean there may be some cases where a one of the spouses has a history of using masturbation in a sinful, lustful way. Right. And so they could say, you know, I'm not comfortable doing that in marriage. I never really want to go back to that or right. have that temptation again. So consent is just so important. <laughs> Absolutely. So single or married, what are some steps that a person could take to overcome the habit or addiction of masturbation if they're struggling with it, using it inappropriately. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that I believe the devil uses to his advantage is shame. And I believe that if, the, if they can overcome the fear of shame and condemnation, the word says that there are, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So we can not allow ourselves to be bound by our struggles You have to really seek someone who is a trustworthy servant of God to be open with, to expose it. Because if it's left in the dark, the dark is kind of like this false security where people feel like, oh, if nobody knows that I'm good. But no, that is not true. You have to expose the darkness. So the first thing that i Definitely would say is don't be bound by embarrassment and shame and condemnation, but get with somebody who you can expose this to and talk to and really just get some scriptural, um, just help with it. And so that would be number two. Number two would definitely be search the scriptures concerning your thought process when masturbation comes into your mind. So there's always a root thought there's always a trigger. There's always something that brings about the desire that you have to hone in on that thing right there. Like whatever set the bell off, whatever blew the whistle in your heart, in your mind, that's the thing right there that you have to say, let me search the scriptures about what this feeling is. If oh my goodness, I, I, if I get anxiety in it because I'm, I'm stressed over a big project that's coming up and then that leads me now into wanting to escape. And so, oh, I just want to have a feeling of feeling good. So I want to get away from this anxiety. So I'm just going to go masturbate. Okay, well, it starts at you having anxiety over a, a presentation. So you need to go to the word. You can, something so practical, you can Google, what does the Bible say about anxiety? And you have to, Put those scriptures in your home, in your car, where you can speak it out. Our words literally are life and death. And I think that sometimes we say that as like a cliche thing, but that is actually the truth. If you're constantly speaking doubt and doom and gloom and frustration, well, I can probably bet that there's a pattern in your life of lack, that there's a pattern of, you know, not having self discipline. I can almost point out what's going on in your life based on the words that you are commonly speaking. So if you get these scriptures and you declare them and you speak them, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel awkward at first. Because I remember when I started doing this in my life, I did. I feel awkward. I'm walking in my house and I'm declaring these scriptures and I'm saying it out loud. Like I'm saying, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am a a lender and not a borrower, but it's because I'm going to be... follower of the word. I can't just say I'm a lender and not the borrower, but I'm not following what is going to get me to that. Deuteronomy 28 tells us, if you obey my commands, then you'll be the lender and not the borrower. So I had to start walking that out in my house. I will. My, I command my spirit. I command my flesh to obey the word of the Lord. I am going to be the head and not the tail. I am going to be a strong, solid foundation. I am uh, righteousness in Christ Jesus. And I begin to say these words out loud or any type of specific thing that I'm going through. It does almost at first feel awkward because it's like, uh that's the devil though. That's the devil telling you, this is so silly. Like you really think this is going to work, but yet you're so comfortable in speaking negative, but yet we're, it's awkward to speak the word and speak positive. So that just lets you know, like, okay, there really is power in my words and I gotta, I gotta start speaking the right thing. So do that. That's next. Start declaring the word against the thing that's causing you to want to masturbate or to want to be live in some type of lawlessness, come against that thing and start to see your life change based on the words that you are declaring out of the Bible every single day. And then uh, the third thing that I would that I would say is, uh, actually, I'm gonna say one more thing shortly and then I'll go to the, the fourth thing. So the third thing I would say next is talk back to that urge, like talk back to it, really stand up against it no i am not going to do this no i am not no i am not i am not i am not i will not i rebuke this in the name of jesus i will not be overcome by this temptation i won't talk back to it destroy it the bible tells us god says that he will provide a way of temptation he will a way out sorry excuse me he will provide a way out of temptation take it say god you said god your word says god you are not a liar your word says you're going to provide a way that I can get out of this temptation and I need you to do it. And it's so funny, I've seen it happen where my phone will ring if I'm, if I'm tempted in any way, my phone will ring or like a, um, a, a really practical example is like if, if I'm around people that begin to start gossiping, And I won't even realize that that's what they're doing. Like we're just in a general conversation and then it just takes a quick turn and I don't even realize it. And the only way I realize it is because something in that moment shifted. This literally just happened to me where something in that moment shifted. Either somebody came and interrupted the conversation and we totally forgot about it and went another way. And I was like, oh, God, I didn't even know that that person asked me a question that was getting ready to lead in gossip. I didn't even realize that until I noticed that God sent a way out of temptation. So he'll do that. He will absolutely do it all at all times in, in all situations. And then lastly, just have accountability. Have a friend who is close to you who you can say, look. I'm dealing, even if you're you don't want to really be detailed with what you're struggling with, although I encourage that if it's somebody you trust, I would say have a person and you let them know, hey, I'm struggling with an addiction that I really want to overcome. And I just want you to know that if I just call you randomly or if I shoot you a text or something, just just talk to me like let, just about anything, something on TV, something about anything or let's just pray together let's let's laugh let's go grab a a coffee or something like have an accountability person to really walk out life in this struggle with you
0: yeah I know a couple people personally who every time they're tempted to um, do something sexually immoral they automatically go out on a run (laughs) like yeah that's their escape is like, okay, I'm, I'm literally going to flee from temptation and just go on a run and just run it out instead. Exactly. Exactly. Run
1: from it. That's it. That's what the word says. Run, run, get away, <laughs> leave from it at all costs. Even if it makes you look silly. So what? I'm saving my soul.
0: I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm saving my soul and getting really good legs in the process. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So- <laughs> Do you have any resources you would recommend about this topic?
1: Yes. So I do want to recommend a book called A Call to Purity, Living a Lifestyle of Purity. And that is by Richard and Brittany De La Mora. And it is on Amazon to buy. And again, it's called A Call to Purity. So I don't know if they speak specifically to any masturbation, but I know just the topic of purity itself covers, you know, the masturbation mindset and the root. And I do know this couple personally, I know that they walk with the Lord. I know that they are strong powerhouses in the word of God. And so I can recommend their book on that. My number one resource is fasting, praying, and reading the word. That's the best resource I can give you. And um, that's the most secure and safe, you know, that won't, that I know won't change later. <laughs> so right. that's, that's the resources that I can trust to give with this type of a topic um, is definitely stick to the word of God, hands mm-hmm. down, stick to the word. One thing that I always say, like, okay, if you think that this is something that's okay to do, have your scriptures to back it up. Have your scripture to back it up. Most people, if they can't find, if you cannot find a scripture, don't do it. Don't do it. It's too dangerous for your own soul. It's too dangerous for your own spirit. It's just too dangerous. Don't do it. I mean, what? what you're not going to lose out on life, you know? Like, come on, there's so many other things. Don't be overcome by it. But that is a lie that we that we believe. Like that fear of missing out, you know? Like that fear of, oh, I, I, I got to do this. I want to do this. No, you don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. If you cannot find a scripture to back it up, don't do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when we get a book or something that's about the topic of lust or pornography or masturbation, like, how do we know that's good advice? Well, we always go back to the word. So it's like, just start with the thing that you would cross reference anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could leave the listeners with any encouragement, what would you just be your final words of? of exhortation for them uh, uh
1: that's that's good because I was thinking well if, if I were speaking to the married ladies I would say stay holy and sexy you can't <laughs> <laughs> you can have both <laughs> in the word of God and not feel ashamed about that um but you know I'm actually just going to um this it sounds cliche, it really does, but it's so not. And it's really what opens the doors to so many blessings in our lives that if we could just focus on what it means to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind every day, focus on that, as well as learning how to love others as you love yourself. If you do those two things, you're able to fulfill all all of the commandments, just those two things right there. Love God with everything in you. Love people as you love yourself. And that's it. And when you do that, the whole Bible is in your heart, literally, because that is what Jesus tells us sums up the law of God. And that right there is what opens so many doors of blessings, of prosperity, of healing, of peace, of joy. Just those two things right there unlocks all of that. Even sexuality, surprisingly, even sexuality. So love God with all of your being every day. That doesn't mean be extreme. It just means to be in love with him, be in love with him, walk out the life with him and love others as you love yourself. And that right there is like gold to everybody's life. It will open up everything for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Ashlyn. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and part of your testimony with us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. And all listeners just know you can go listen to Ashlyn's podcast called The Spiced Wife on, I think it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Is it on anything else? Also YouTube. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on everywhere.
1: Um, I have a mobile app as well. And so if you can't find it on any of those, you can Google Spiced Wife and then it'll like pull up all of the different places on the website as well. But if you download the Spice Wife mobile app, it's there too. So it's right there at your fingertips.
0: Yeah. Great. Oh, thank you so much, Ashlyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. I love hearing from you. So if any part of this episode was helpful, go ahead, share it on your Instagram story and tag us. The handle is Heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or our website. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.